right. Another episode. Welcome to Doll and Dad Talk Doctrine. I'm Doll. I'm Dad. And we're, I'm reading the Bible for the first time, and I'm asking my pastor dad questions. And it's been really fun. Cult leader dad questions. Yeah, the cult leader. And I have my, uh, my uh, caffeinated drink and ready to go. But we've done a number of shows, and uh, there's a few things I wanted to bring forward that we haven't discussed, which I think is really important for anyone who reads the Bible. Mm. Okay? Let's hear it. So, and these uh, tenets come from the Bible that I share. Okay. And... One thing that the Bible makes clear is that our natural person cannot understand the things of God. Mm. Okay. So when you're reading what you're reading, if you're trying to understand it and assimilate it simply emotionally or intellectually, um, you're not going to get what the purpose of those words really are. Mm. You won't be able to understand them. Does that make sense? Why? Because God's word spoken by inspiration, uh, God is spirit, mm. his words are spirit. And so to understand what he means, you have to understand them through his spirit. Mm. And so you aren't going to be able to really understand the concepts unless the spirit's guiding you. Mm. And so we have scholars who know the Bible. They, they know it well, and they're not believers because they've never really come to be spirit-led, spirit-filled. Mm. And so for this reason, that's why the Bible is not for unbelievers. Mm. It's for people who have come to faith and they believe that he is. And, and that's an, uh, an acceptance, a willful acceptance that I will step in and say, okay, I'm going to believe that you are. He gives his spirit to you in some form or another, and then you're equipped to have eyes to see and ears to hear what is really being said in that word. And this message is lost in the world. They, When we have people who criticize the Bible and everything else, they are reading it with secular eyes. And so it's kind of like a little magic trick. Mm. If you don't have the ability to discern it, you're, you're going to interpret it through your own fleshly means. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have a couple questions. Can yeah. You in the past you have you i've like watched you encourage someone who doesn't know what they believe to read the bible why would you do that well if they have the willingness to believe that's that's the beginning spot mm -hmm. you have to desire to find truth mm -hmm. if you don't you desire to find falsehoods you're not gonna it's not gonna work i just you know so but if someone's seeking, mm -hmm. that means they've opened their heart to, to knowledge. Mm -hmm. And that's really all it is, is that you are open. And so I'm sharing this with you because I think it's important that you invite the spirit to help you understand as you read. It's just not a mechanical study. Okay. Yeah. I see. And anybody who's listening to us has to understand that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it is so reading the bible is not the way to find god it's the way to know god 
if someone's trying, if someone's lost and just looking around for God, reading the Bible is not the answer to give them? Probably not. Although there have been cases where people have picked up a Bible in a hotel room and they're full of despair and they pick it up and something in them. So God can't be boxed in. I, and I don't mean this is like a, a law. Someone who doesn't believe in God, maybe hates God, picks up the Bible. Maybe those words influence them, but it's really the spirit that's doing it. Okay. But that's a really good point. What did you say? We don't do it to find God. Find God. No. No God. Yeah. W finding God is when you decide to receive what he's calling to give you. And, and that call is in some other means in your life. Usually. Usually. You know, you might pick up that Bible and it invites you. But maybe you have a death in your family. Maybe you have an addiction. Maybe you are sick of this life. And so you say, you know, I'm just willing to hear what you have to say. And that is, that's when, so it's like Jesus, when he's teaching the Jews, it says, you know, a lot of them didn't believe in him. And then it says, but many believed on him, right? Yeah. All right. And then he said, okay, if you continue in my word. So you believe first, you have to seek first. And I'm not saying you have to have some miraculous experience, but you have to be willing in your heart to try to pursue him. Okay. Yeah. But what you added there to know him, right? This is how we know him. Yeah. Makes sense. I've, I've been kind of concerned doing even preparing for the podcast because I can feel my own walk affecting how I'm approaching the questions. Mm. Like, even the first episodes I was approaching it intellectually mm. and it's already sort of, sort of changing. Oh, awesome. I don't know what that means. This is not contrived guys. I mean, yeah. we, we have not even talked about what we're going to talk about. Yeah. So what we're witnessing is Delaney is being honest. And that's one thing I love about Delaney. She's, she's an honest person and she's saying, well, she's starting to see things, things differently. Great. The next one is faith comes according to the book we're reading by hearing reading studying the word okay faith comes by hearing the word so you have stepped in and said i i'm seeking i desire and the way to increase your faith that means your trust in him mm -hmm. is by reading the word so faith is not that initial step it's kind of an initial step. It's a willing, you believe, but even the devils believe is what scripture says. Mm. Faith is a little bit different. Mm. Yeah. Faith is saying the devils don't respond. Faith is that active ingredient that causes you to respond to what you're reading. Mm. So you're going to read something in there and it says, Jesus says, forgive. Mm -hmm. And you decide, will I forgive or won't I? And so that faith grows by that process, your willingness to believe it. Does, is belief a principle that's talked about in the Bible before yeah. faith? Uh, belief and faith are kind of interchangeable in the scripture, mm. but they're also uh, uh, exclusive because, you know, Jesus says, even the devils believe, believe all you want, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's the faith we're seeking for. And that comes by the, what you are actually doing. Okay. All right. right. And then the final thing is, as you're going through your reading and you're being led of the spirit, you come to the table with all sorts of preconceived notions, mm -hmm. uh, things you've learned, things you believe, prejudices, biases, whatever. 
And it's buying through this very process, maybe not so much in Matthew, perhaps, but when you start to get into the epistles and stuff, it starts to do what's called renewing your mind. And, and that is taking all the preconceived stuff that you have in your life and it washes, it's called the washing of the word. Mm -hmm. And it comes by this very act that it washes out all the preconceived notions and replaces it with the will of God in your mind, spiritual mind. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so the carnal mind that we all have is going to continue to exist. Paul uses that as saying, okay, so with my mind, as it's renewed, I will pursue God, but with my flesh, I'll pursue what my flesh does. Mm -hmm. So understand that what you're doing is helping to renew your mind, change it, and it's a process. Mm -hmm. So the last thing to share is, I cannot tell you, sister, I cannot tell you how many people over a nearly a quarter of a century have come to me, called me, asked me to sit down with them and tell me that they're dead in life. They don't know if God exists or having a faith crisis, et cetera, et cetera. And what do I tell them? Do I tell them to go to the mountaintop? Do I tell them to serve? Do I tell them to pray? I do none of that. I say, read the word. I met a woman yesterday and she has embraced all sorts of things from people by watching videos of them hypothecate their ideas on life. Mm -hmm. And she says, how do I come to know what's right? Read the word. Mm -hmm. But people don't want to do it mm -hmm. because the process of it confronts you with yourself mm -hmm. and no one wants that. And so when you're confronted by what God is saying and you're confronted it with your will, people say, I'm tired of that. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't like that. So this is not an easy thing that we're doing really. I just wanted to make those things clear in this show. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I have one question. Yeah. On the last two points. Yes. My hesitation, like you're pointing out, is that it does renew your mind. But like you're like you're saying, but I've been under the impression that anything in the world will do that. Yeah. If you give your heart to it it's going to renew your mind. So it's kind of been like not the most convincing argument to read the Bible because it's like, it's culty kind of. It's like anything that you do that with, any movie, book, philosopher, whatever, it's going to renew your mind in that direction. Right. So the reason I'm choosing to do it is because it seems like the in other things I've tried, this might be the best option for renewing your mind. Why? Like, because it, I, I don't know why, first of all, but there are, sorry, there are principles that are like historically backed up. Like the story is historically backed. If it was just random, I wouldn't necessarily put my weight behind it. And it also just tells a story of sacrifice from what I've heard. It tells a story of sacrifice and love, which seems like the best option so far. Okay. And just like the best philosophy, I guess. Okay. But I feel like that's kind of a whack way of approaching it. Um, no, no, no. It's not a whack way of approaching it. <laughs> how would you? <laughs> he loves how <laughs> <laughs> It's whack, man. But, what do you think of that? Uh, one, I think your uh, insight to it is astute. A guy named William James wrote a fantastic book called 
uh, religion and its many varieties. Just to summarize, the character, it's a long title. And he pointed out that everything gives people a born again experience, mm-hmm. and any information can give a new worldview. People will join the military and they'll come out and say, "I'm a new man." Right. Yeah. So you can have your mind renewed by Satanism. So the question is, what does the renewed mind of somebody who has chosen to let the word renew their mind by the spirit, which mm-hmm. is God, what does it amount to in your life at the end of the day mm-hmm. or the end of your life? And that's the difference because I too have tried to renew my mind through every source possible when I was younger and none of it changed me from being a, a jerk none of it right i'm still a jerk but uh this has empowered me more than anything else to follow those two commandments which is to love Mm -hmm. yeah so because faith comes by hearing the word and learning the word and your faith grows you're then able to love the way god says which is brutally difficult Mm -hmm. right so when i studied eastern metaphysics or i used drugs or i was mormon I was proud. I, none of those things worked mm-hmm. until I introduced my mind to what God has to say, trusting it, and then deciding, do I have faith in that? And then painfully conforming my life to what he says and what I learn. And when you do that, you see that it's effective. And the answer to people who dedicate their life to the word, whose minds are renewed and they're total pricks then I would challenge their will. If their minds are truly renewed, then they're either willful or they're really ensconced in the power of their flesh. Okay. So I would have trouble believing that someone's mind was really renewed if their behavior was constantly ugly, Mm -hmm. constantly. Now, do we have spells? Of course, right? We're in flesh. But when the overall arc is an improvement and increase in selflessness, then I think you begin to see the value of what you're doing. Yeah. But it that's, I hate to be Don't pushing hate, this, push. But like, that's like an age old cop out in my opinion to be like, well, then they're not really reading it or, you know, like, well, G- Jesus himself said it's by their love that they will know that you that those people would know that you are his disciple. Mm-hmm. So it may be age old, but that's the fruit of their life. If they truly have had their minds renewed, if they truly are Christian, if they truly follow him, then they will be people who love unconditionally. And that means sacrificially. So all you got to do is you go to Point Loma where you attended college and you look around at all your friends and you say, who was truly loving that claimed Christ and who claimed Christ that were walking dicks, mm-hmm. right? And, and between those categories, you can sort of say, I think they get it more mm-hmm. now, but we don't judge those because they, uh, who are idiots because they might be young in the faith. They might not have overcome their flesh. So again, it's the love that shows that you are really following Christ when you don't judge the dicks, pricks, whatever, <laughs> the wax. <laughs> okay. Does that all make sense? Sort of. All make sense? <laughs> I think we'll come across these questions as we talk more. She's tough. But... She is a questioner and she just doesn't let stuff pass. And I love that about this daughter of mine and all my daughters. Thanks. All right.
Until next time. Till next time. Bye. Bye.